Summer loving, yes, summer loving is the tune that I'm humming today as your introduction. Welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It is freezing and it is the 14th of January. It's Friday, Friday. Um, so how do we know it's 14th of January? Well, check out the Village Facebook page briefly, briefly, briefly. Can anyone recommend a fridge freezer engineer, please? Well, I don't think you need one right now because it is so very cold outside. Just put the contents in the garden. Uh, people are looking for holiday clubs for their kids. Yeah, that kind of fits with the theme. Tables, gift wrap. Anyone got a stair gate? Ah, I'm sure we're all desperate to start thinking about warmer weather and better things. Yes, yes, and yes. We also know that it's the 14th of January because I've had seven emails from the school today. Uh, let's have a look. We began with parenting course at quarter past nine, uh, quarter to 11, parents evening for year 11. Just gone 11 o'clock, COVID self-isolation update, 11.59, traffic congestion, 12.36, year 11 reports, uh, quarter past one, student bulletin 20 past two head teachers blog they think that we don't have work to do oh my god so you know and you can't just delete 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 because year 11 there's a lot of um important stuff going on and you need to know what's going on with covid restrictions oh for the love of god um we also know that it's 14th of january i should address one thing that you might know because you might have seen it, so let's not pretend it didn't happen. Um, I had, uh, well, a couple of things happened, actually. I had a story which was on the front page of the BBC News website. So at the time when the news broke about Downing Street having, was it a party or was it a work meeting that just involved wine that 100 people were invited to? Um, when that story broke, BBC said, you can have your say. So I thought I will have my say. Um, so Downing Street Party was 20th of May. Um, and just to warn you, this is a, a short piece about bereavement. So you might want to skip a little bit if you find that upsetting. Um, so on the 22nd of May that year, so two days after that party, that wasn't a party or was it a party or was it a meeting? Don't know. It was just, you know, bring some wine um my mum died and a couple of days later I was having to tell my disabled brother via video link what had happened so because of restrictions I couldn't go and see him um he has down syndrome and he has uh, a number of disabilities and challenges that means that comprehension is hard for him communication is hard for him and I guess I don't need to tell you how heartbreaking it is to have to break news like that via a Teams or a Zoom call. And counting blessings, he's very well supported. He had great staff around him. Um, and something that I reflected on with a friend today was that actually reading about what had happened at Downing Street 
caused a lot of people to revisit some really painful memories um, and with a different lens. So you went through the awful time thinking, well, I was doing the right thing. Um, I was following the rules. I was keeping people safe. And then to have a lens of some of the people who were making the rules were not following the rules and then lied about it and didn't talk about it for two years, didn't didn't say anything at the time, no whistleblowing, saved the news up for when it would have the most political impact, does make you feel a bit sick. So that was that. But what it does mean is that I've had some amazing messages of support and some really just like beautiful emails. Um it was quite it was quite painful. Um but I'm determined to be optimistic and I had a couple of media outlets that had contacted me and I thought, well, I don't want anything sensationalised and so I thought I'd tell a bit of my story here. There is video if you go on YouTube. I did an interview with a lady called Sarah Croxford at Microsoft where I talked about how technology was such a great enabler at such a difficult time and that is how I think I prefer to think about it right now. Um, and one thing that I do rely on a lot is comedy, humour. Um, you'll know that if you follow my writing or if you've been listening to the podcast. Um, and something else happened where I'm going to speak to the company that did this. They used a podcast that I was a guest on, The Development by David. Um, but they used it as part of their marketing efforts and have sent an email saying, ooh, in this um, podcast, Tony Kent talks about using comedy to overcome adversity what do you think about it and how might that fit with your marketing automation? Now that is quite naughty to use somebody else's content and to associate somebody's name with your sales campaign. So I'm going to pick up on that uh, maybe over the weekend. I'm going to drop their CEO an email. We'll see what happens from there. But that also fits too with using comedy as uh, a way to just flipping it, lighten the mood, don't we need cheering up right now? And I'm really glad that today's reading from Reasons to be Cheerful Part 1, which you can find on Amazon, um, it's naughty and a bit rude and silly and funny. So I really hope you enjoy this because, well, I could fucking do with cheering up. This week, the sunshine has put in a proper appearance and brought happiness in many forms Children leaping into paddling pools or with hands held high like little chimps as mummy and daddy help them take their first steps into the sea and everyone consuming more ice cream than seems sensible. The evening light becomes magical to run and cycle in and convertible owners have got their tops off to treat themselves to the sun on their shoulders and pedestrians to the benefit of their musical tastes. Note to the gentleman in the Volvo C70 driving through our village. Lady in red does not count as a summer song. The weather has also meant alfresco dining, cheeky early evening drinks at the pub and noise, lots of noise. Summer's noise is welcome, like the sound of children playing, cockerels crowing and lawnmowers, but some of it is less so. My friend hates a lawnmower on a Sunday. It cracks me up. She's like, what do you mean people are mowing their lawns on a Sunday? Haven't they got other stuff to do? I'm like, this is the UK. We mow lawns on a Sunday. The conversation between the builders at the bottom of our road is very funny to me, but I don't necessarily want the children to hear that by the time Dave has finished the fucking chimney, someone will have already moved in and lit a fire at the bottom of it. 
On particularly fine evenings, we have quad bikes steaming past our house and up towards Ridgeway. After the initial trip down memory lane to holiday spent zipping around the Greek islands on a scooter, it becomes very annoying and just about keeps us awake. Then it stops, and just as you are about to fall asleep, a mosquito sets up a one-man band next to your ear. How can something so minuscule be so loud? This, however, was put into perspective by a friend who posted on Facebook that he was being included in his neighbour's bedroom antics by virtue of them flinging open the windows to let in some air, whilst forgetting that it also let one of the partners yodelling all the way out of their window, down the road and into other people's houses. She was evidently enjoying herself, or was perhaps, we speculated, under the tuition of a vocal coach. Much online hilarity ensued with suggestions that the lady having all the fun should be given some competition, or perhaps a hearty round of applause when it ended, or everyone on the thread should feel inspired to shut down their computer and find out if they could encourage their loved one to make the same amount of noise. It is good to know that your neighbours are still getting their rocks off, but you don't necessarily want the oral proof slipping through your window and into the lounge, or, as it sounded in this instance, slamming your front door open, charging down the hall and rattling the glassware. Funny as it was to read online, I realised two things. One, I was glad the only noise I had to contend with that evening was my neighbour's children shouting with delight as you do when you're nine and allowed to stay up late. Two, I can live with the quad bites. Um, so I was once treated to, um, well twice, I've had two instances of hearing other people's sexual intercourse. Um, one was where I was travelling with work, I was in Germany and staying in a hotel room by myself and this woman literally sounded like an opera singer. It was the full on um, so that was that was quite quite a display um, and the other memorable time was a neighbour that we used to have that would stop for a cough during sex that was nice we used to live in this terraced house that had really thin walls um, so you knew exactly what was going on and when well that was a bit of a change of gears wasn't it um, I hope that I mean it's sunny so it's sunny I hope you're enjoying that there is something really nice about a crisp sunny winter's day. I hope that you are planning a summer holiday, thinking about where you're going to get yourself when it's really, well, you know, warm enough to be outside without your coat on. And um, I hope that you have a really, really good weekend um, <laughs> and that maybe someone uh, <laughs> gets you to... Uh, do a little bit of yodeling. Um, thank you for participating in the podcast. Thank you for all your lovely comments. Thanks for listening so far. And I will see you tomorrow.